Gentlemen, welcome to the podcast that does not need a season premiere. It's lost the mid card. Hello, we are here. Uh, actually, I am here solo tonight. Unfortunately, Matt is under the weather, so I am here solo, bringing you previews and predictions for two big pay per views this weekend. We are going to predict Hell in a Cell, which oddly enough only has like four matches announced right now, which is weird. So that'll be pretty quick to go through. And then Bound for Glory, the uh, the biggest pay-per-view of the year for Impact Wrestling, which uh, has a, a card that looks like it's going to be very good this weekend. So we will uh, cover those, some television and some headlines and much more. But first, thank you to SpiderDuck.net for being our host, enabling us to be on iTunes, Spotify, and all your favorite podcasting apps. All you got to do is search for Lost in the Midcard. Hit that subscribe button. That way you know every time a new episode comes your way every Wednesday. Uh, this episode we are recording after Dynamite, so it's going to come real late on Wednesday for the podcast and on Thursday for YouTube. So it's always best to uh, subscribe and on YouTube hit that bell notification. That way you know every time a new episode comes your way in case it's at a different time than normal. And as I said, we're on the YouTube and the links to everything are on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash lost in the midcard, as well as our Twitter at LATMC podcast, where we share a lot of the great tweets from the wrestling world. I'm your host, Jeremy Bennett. You can find me on the Twitter at JB Huskers. And of course, as I mentioned, Matt is out sick this week. You can find him on the Twitter, though, at Raw F Showtime. And uh, hopefully he'll be back next week when we uh, break down both of the pay-per-views that have occurred this weekend with uh, with Bound for Glory and Hell in a Cell. So uh, without further ado, we're going to kick things off with a little bit of uh, uh, AEW Dynamite. Uh, last week was the anniversary show, which uh, I thought was pretty good. I thought it, uh, with an anniversary show, it might be a little better uh, than it was, but it was still a very solid show. We had some great matches. Um, just maybe thought it'd be a little more epic than it was, but at the same time, it was still a, a solid AEW show as, uh, you know, as all AEW shows are, you know, so, uh, we, you know, we kick things off with the, uh, AEW tag team championships, FTR against best friends. No surprise. They put on a, a great 16 minute match. No surprise. FTW or uh, FT, FTW FTR got the win, uh, in a, in a very, uh, uh, a very good match, but, uh, you know, we're all expecting FTR and, uh, the young bucks to, to, to collide at full gear. And, uh, we will find out on the next show in the fatal four way tag match that main evented actually tonight's episode, tonight's episode of dynamite. Of course, we would find out that the young bucks win that to nobody's surprise. We're going to get the young bucks and we're going to get FTR at full gear. Finally, those two teams collide after, years of going back and forth uh but before we get there uh we continue on to of last week's dynamite uh during the uh the tag team title match uh kip sabian's arcade machine got destroyed which pissed off miro so miro came out and attacked the best friends 
And then Mero and Kip had a tag match against Sean Maluda and Lee Johnson, which was basically a squash. And uh, Rusev saying the good friends broke his shit. Now, I don't know if Rusev accidentally said good friends or he purposely said good friends. Uh, it could have gone either way. You know, Rusev is a, uh, is known to be a kind of a joker like that. So it could have gone either way. He he could have, he could have screwed up or he could have done it on purpose. Uh, MJF cutting a, a promo uh, coming out here uh, wearing the, the suit and the Burberry scarf and, um, and, uh, Calls out Jericho, a guy he says he looks up to dearly, and he wants Jericho in person to listen to MJF's big announcement. So Jericho and the inner circle come out. Uh, Jericho lets the crowd sing Judas, and uh, and uh, Sammy finally got his jacket. It was about four sizes too big, though, unfortunately for Sammy. Um, so the big announcement uh is that uh you know the big announcement is that uh you know mjf wants to join the inner circle but he he couldn't bring it to himself to say those words probably because he's just an egotistical son of a bitch who knows uh ortiz stepped in and said uh that mjf's living out a childhood fantasy by jerking jericho's chain he's not welcome into the inner circle jericho said hold on a minute uh, and suggested that him and MJF meet up one-on-one for a steak dinner next week. And, oh boy, once we get to that part on this week's Dynamite, that was something to behold. Uh, a great scene with Britt Baker and Tony Schiavone in a spa and uh, playing off of 40-year-old Virgin where Tony uh, unfortunately gets his chest hair waxed. Uh, Tony and Britt are are the dynamic duo of AEW. It it's awesome, and uh, this was just a, a hilarious, hilarious scene, uh, uh, which you know started out as an interview while the the two were getting massaged, and then it turned out to uh, wax Tony's chest hair time. So that was pretty funny. Uh, TNT Championship match, Cody versus Orange Cassidy. Uh, if you remember, Matt on the program last week figured that Cody would uh, would lose this match to Orange Cassidy and turn heel in the process. And uh, I thought it'd be odd to just put it on Cody for one week and then take it off of him. Uh, and, well, that that's exactly what didn't happen. Cody retained the belt literally with a second to go as uh, I believe Tony Schiavone might've said on dynamite this week, if it was a 20 minute and one second match, orange Cassidy may have won that match last week, but uh, we went to a, a 20 minute Broadway, which um, you know, AEW has done a few times, uh, not that somebody you don't ever see in WWE. And uh, I, I still think the, the 20 minute Broadway is a great, a great thing. To, to add to a match uh, to elevate stars. It did it with Darby and Cody uh, early in the, uh, in the infancy of dynamite. Uh, it's doing it again here with orange Cassidy. Uh, I thought it was a tremendous match at the end and uh, very well done by, by both, by both gentlemen there. 
And uh, we had uh, Matt Hardy interviewed by uh, Tony Schiavone near the ring, uh, Rebby and their three sons also uh, on camera. Matt thanked everybody that he su- that has supported him and uh, said he's cleared to return. And then they showed a video on the uh, the big screen there, which shows uh, uh, photos being lit on fire. And uh, that person to be Sammy Guevara, man that uh, that Matt Hardy has been feuding with for uh, uh, some time now this year. Uh, Sammy admitted he's the one that took out Matt's knee as the mystery attacker. And, uh, and Sammy says he's going to keep hurting him, and it's not over until he sends Matt home for good. And um, it was a pretty cool, uh, pretty cool video package there for Sammy Guevara. Uh, they later announced that it's going to be Matt Hardy against Sammy Guevara at full gear. Now uh, we got ourselves uh, uh, all the tag teams are on the ramp and uh, FTR in the ring with uh, Tolly Blanchard and uh, Tony Schiavone and some referees. And uh, out of a big old gold bingo wheel, they draw four teams out, which is you know, this is something I want to bring up to Matt maybe next week, if I can remember it, you know, his thoughts on this. Why do a draw for a fatal four-way match when you have rankings? AEW puts out rankings every week. It seems like as time goes on, these rankings really don't mean as much as they do. I don't know. So I really want to get Matt's thoughts on that. Bring If I may, hopefully I can remember to bring that up next week because – it's kind of interesting to do something like this. Uh, the four teams that were drawn, Private Party, Silver and Reynolds from the Dark Order, Butcher and the Blade, and the Young Bucks, to nobody's surprise. And then the uh, Young Bucks cleared house with some super kicks. And if you didn't know who was going to win that match, well, you let's just say you weren't surprised tonight. Uh, AEW championship match between Akara Shida and Big Swole. Uh, okay match. It wasn't anything spectacular. Didn't even crack the 10-minute mark with Akara Shida winning. Uh, just AEW women's division needs a boost or something or uh, some kind of some spark. And uh, like I said, the only credible woman that can take that title off of Shida right now is Britt Baker, clearly. I don't know if they're heading towards this at full gear or not with full gear only uh two weeks away uh they may have another throwaway match uh just thrown together with Sheeta to have her win and then uh build towards uh Sheeta and Baker maybe at the paper, next pay-per-view after that I don't know if, if what, what 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 they're going with there uh but the women's division definitely needs a a shot in the arm uh Coming out on commentary for the AEW World Championship no disqualification match, the main event on the anniversary show, none other than Eddie Kingston. Um, before that match got started, they showed a little video of uh, Sean Spears and Scorpio Sky as they've been building towards that feud. And if you watched AEW Dark this week, you saw Sky take on uh, Christopher Daniels and then try, or uh, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Spears take on Christopher Daniels and try to uh, attack him after the match, which. Uh, uh, was saved by Scorpio Sky. So they're clearly building to uh, Spears and Scorpio. I don't know if it's going to be full gear or uh, what they're planning there exactly, but uh, that is definitely going to be a good match. I can't wait for that. 
Main event, no disqualification, John Moxley, Lance Archer, and uh, this was a good fight. I mean, that's what it needed to be, was a fight, and it was a good fight. Went all over the uh, all over the arena, and it was, uh, it, it was great. Uh, and uh, no surprise, Moxley with the, uh, the, the paradigm shift got the win. Uh, match went about 13 minutes. Um, it was very good. And uh, Kingston then uh, gets on the mic, applauds Moxley, mentions about the days that they hung out together, and uh, they had a great match last time, even though he didn't tap out, he says. And uh, he had uh, uh, Phoenix and Pentagon with him as well. Phoenix hands Moxley the title and um, Kingston said it's been one year and this man Moxley has carried the company. He's proud of John always knew he could do it. And then Kingston, we all knew it was coming, hits a spinning back fist on Moxley. And then the three guys attack and uh, a pretty cool ending to, to end the night off of, uh, of dynamite with, uh, definitely uh, we're heading towards Eddie Kingston and John Moxley at full gear for the title. And uh, it's it, 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 Eddie Kingston has been nothing short of phenomenal uh, for, for AEW ever since he's uh, debuted there. So a uh, pretty good anniversary show. I would say, you know, like I said, it could have, it could have uh, been bigger. I don't know. Maybe I was thinking it would be, more uh than it was but I mean, it was still a solid episode of of aew and title matches galore none of them changed hands um i think i said that on the last show i was, I, I wouldn't be surprised if none of those titles changed hands and that that was the case so uh still a solid a solid solid night of dynamite just with an anniversary show title like that and you know expectations sky high i just thought it maybe it felt a little full felt a little short from that and next up we uh we head to aew this week with uh um lots of things going on with the start of the uh contender title contender elimination tournament we have the uh the fatal four-way to determine the number one contender for the tag titles a whole lot more uh, we kick things off with uh, Wardlow and Jungle Boy in the first round of that Eliminator tournament. Um, I'd say it was a pretty competitive match here, but a very impressive win for Wardlow um, as he hit the F10, two F10s actually on uh, on uh, Jungle Jack, and uh, and uh, got the victory there. And uh, next up after that, we uh, we got a, a very good promo from uh, John Moxley. And uh, he talks about, uh, just talks about the history with Kingston, about how they were friends. And, and, uh, and sure, he, he, he went to WWE to provide for his family and, uh, and Eddie might have made some choices that didn't really help Eddie. And so it was, it was a really cool promo. A uh, very good one by the champion. Check it out if you can. 
Then we got uh, the next match in the Eliminator Tournament, Kenny Omega against Sonny Kiss. It was supposed to be Kenny Omega against Joey Janela, but Janela had come into contact with someone with COVID and uh, pulled himself out of the uh, out of the match here. And uh, some people have joked that maybe he realized what was going to happen with this literally 30-second match <laughs> where Sonny Kiss got destroyed. Uh, it was more about the pre-match than it was the match because Justin Roberts had this long ass intro for Omega spouting all of his awards, how, how he has seven five-star matches from Meltzer, uh, dancing girls with brooms and just this elaborate, awesome entrance that lets you know that Kenny Omega is a heel and the full on cleaner is probably coming at full gear. It wasn't, completely the cleaner yet but we're getting pretty close to the cleaner uh the match with sunny kiss was a big trigger and a one-winged angel and that was it it was uh, that was how that was how quick it was so but that's probably why uh i think marcho might have brought that up to me on, on messenger that janella saw what was going to happen and oh no i got covid sorry i can't do it so he throws this uh, tag team par- a tag team partner under the bus. Uh, Tony Schiavone interviews Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy gives Bill Belichick answers. That was fo- that was funny. Um, Eddie Kingston cutting a response promo to John Moxley, and again, Eddie Kingston is just fucking money for this company. I love it. I love it. I love it. Brothers Ray Phoenix and uh, Penta L Zero face off uh, in a first round match for the eliminator tournament for the W uh, for the AEW world championship. And um, uh, this was tremendous best match of the night by far. Uh, but if you've followed any, any of the careers of Penta and, uh, and Phoenix uh, at all, you knew that, that these brothers were going to bring it. And it was, uh, it was a, it was a tremendous match. I mean, there was this one uh, like a where Penta flipped Phoenix into the air into a power bomb that was fucking fantastic. Uh, the Spanish Fly we've seen that uh, quite a bit off the top rope, but still awesome to see. And then the end when Phoenix uh, got his arm busted up back in the it's so weird because if you watch Lucha Underground, Penta used that move to break people's arms and write them off television for a month. And now it's just like a regular move. And, and uh, Phoenix sold it for a while, the arm breaker. He sold it for a while. But then uh, just when you thought he was like asking mercy or something for Penta, uh, Penta dove, uh, went into attack and Phoenix reversed it into a, a destroyer. And that was an awesome way to finish the match. So uh, Phoenix goes on to face Kenny Omega. God damn, that's going to be uh, what, like, as John Moxley would say, it's such good shit. Such good shit. That's going to be a tremendous match with uh, Omega and Mox and, and, or uh, Omega and Phoenix. Uh, the fourth and final first round match in that eliminator tournament was up next. Hangman Page, Colt Cabana. Uh, no surprise that Hangman got uh, wins. Uh, got the win there. Um. The Sammy Guevara Matt Hardy match is going to happen at the Hardy Compound, so it's going to be one of those uh, one of those cinematic matches. That'll be all right. Uh, 
Team Taz standing on the ramp. Taz uh, still talking about that. Will Hobbs has that open invitation to join Team Taz. And um, that'll be interesting to see if he does join them. I, I don't expect it. We did talk about this a little bit on the show last week, but um, definitely stretching that out a little bit. So makes me wonder. Makes me wonder what's going to happen. Next up is the Le Dinner Debonair. My background this week. And if you have not watched Le Dinner Debonair from Dynamite yet, you're in for a goddamn treat. But first, it was just a, a dinner. Uh, MJF being a dick to the waitress, uh, ordering a, a steak and, and uh, baked potato. And uh, he starts off by ordering a, a, a well-done steak. And Jericho... I guess one ups him by ordering a medium well steak, and then and then and then MJF says scratch that order, and they keep trading back and forth until basically Jericho's ordering a raw steak. <laughs> but uh, after ordering the steaks, is when the brilliance just started to shine. Uh, a completely unexpected. Straight out of the Rat Pack films of the 50s, MJF and Jericho break into song. Mamma Mia. That was, this was just fucking epic. They sung and they danced, and uh, it was a lounge lizard act that was completely amazing. And uh, there was one part they started dancing with ladies. And they dipped him and then just dropped him to the floor. That was fucking hilarious. And then they did an encore of the ending. And um, man, it was something great. I, 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 it was interesting. Definitely did not expect it, but man, it was interesting. I don't know, man. Uh, Britt Baker and Reba come out. Um, take on Kylie King, who I believe has an 0 and 10 or 0 and 11 record with mostly on AEW Dark. Um, she took on Brandy on Dark uh, last on Tuesday, so very quick match and uh, with uh, ends in the lockjaw. Uh, they mentioned that Abaddon will be wrestling next week, and they mentioned out of nowhere she's ranked number three uh, in in the uh, women's rankings. But yet, you don't see hardly much with the women on Dynamite. And, uh, you know, it's it's just that's something they need, really need to work on is the women's division for sure. It's like we've not seen Abaddon on Diamond, Dynamite at all. Okay, you see her on Dark, but that's on YouTube. Not Most of the public is not going to see it. And so Abaddon's all of a sudden number three. Don't get me wrong. I like Abaddon, but it's just... The division needs work, man. Um, the official title for the uh, Guevara Hardy match at Full Gear is going to be the Elite Deletion. Uh, this can be fun. I can't wait for that one. Uh, it was uh, announced ahead of time that Steve O and Dar- was going to make an appearance with Darby Allen. They did a, a little video where uh, Darby zips himself up into a body bag and goes down a skateboard ramp. That was interesting. And uh, main event time, Fatal 4-Way. 
the winner is uh, uh, the winner, of course, gets FTR at full gear. Uh, very entertaining main event match, but nobody's surprised. The Young Bucks get the win. Uh, FTR comes down to the ring afterwards, offers them a beer. They slap it out of the hand. And then uh, who, uh, the person that was uh, going to be uh, or was the timekeeper, I guess, for the match comes into the ring and hits uh, one of the Bucks with the chair. And uh, you could tell, obviously, it was totally Blanchard. And so FTR working over the Bucks and I put one, I put Matt Jackson's leg in a chair and uh, jumped off the top rope and uh, right onto the uh, uh, leg, smashing the leg. So they'll play off a leg injury there for Matt uh, as uh, a weakness going into that match. Uh, very entertaining dynamite, though, and uh, <laughs> those guys definitely uh, put on a show for us. So uh, Go-home show for uh, Impact before Bound for Glory. Um, we started off with uh, the five-way match where the winner gets to be uh, entering in last in the Bound for Glory Call Your Shot Gauntlet match, which is a 20-person match. Um, and then the person that gets pinned has to enter in at one. And uh, in this match, uh, it was Hernandez that pinned Rhino. And, of course, the story is if neither Rhino or Heath win this uh, gauntlet match, they both lose their contracts with impact. Um, Moose uh, doing an interview with Jimmy Jacobs ahead of his uh, match at, at undisclosed location with EC three. Um, Moose gets very distracted and leaves the interview and then uh, Jacobs gets grabbed by three of EC3's guys, put a bag over his head, and drag him out of the building into a car. Uh, we get some uh, uh, some, si- some kind of Russell House segment, I guess you could say. Uh, Johnny Bravo doing the uh, wedding rehearsal. And, um, of course, none of it's going well. Um. We have Rosemary versus Havoc. If Rosemary wins, then uh, Havoc will do her bidding to bring back Father James Mitchell for the wedding ceremony. Of course, Rosemary gets the win there, so then we'll see what happens with uh, the potential resurrection of Father James Mitchell. Uh, Interview with uh, Kylie Ray talking about her title match with Deanna Perrazzo this Saturday. Um, They show the rest. uh, They show EC3 uh, EC three's guys dragging Jimmy Jacobs into a building and, uh, EC three's waiting and basically kind of turns into a little bit of an interview with EC three. I kind of liked it here. It was uh, pretty interesting. Uh, ahead of uh, his match with Ken Shamrock, Sammy, uh, Eddie Edwards took on Sammy Callahan, uh, in a highly entertaining match, uh, with, uh, uh, Shamrock coming out, distracting Callahan or or distracting Edwards, allowing Callahan to get the win. Uh, Then we had uh, the six competitors from the X division match pair up into six man tag action where heat Raju, Chris Bay, Jordan Grace took on Willie Mack, TJP and Trey Miguel. 
uh, it, it broke down for uh, Bay and Raju eventually. Uh, and uh, then that allowed Willie Mack, TJP, and Trey Miguel to get the win there. Uh, Gia Miller does a sit-down interview with uh, Eric Young. And uh, this was a, a pretty damn good interview. Eric Young's done a tremendous job since coming back to Impact. Uh, glad to put the title on him for a short amount of time. A little precursor to the uh, Bound for Glory predictions. Main event of the evening, the North and the Good Brothers. And uh, you probably could have seen it coming. No contest. The other two teams come out and brawl uh, to end the show. Uh, but that fatal four-way for the tag title is going to be pretty damn good. Uh, end of the show, I will make my predictions for Bound for Glory. Now, I talked about tonight's Dynamite. Well, I can't talk about tonight's NXT because I don't really have eyes on both shows at the same time. So uh, we'll talk about uh, NXT next week. But let's talk about last week's NXT. Um, we uh, got the uh, Undisputed Era taking on Birch and Lorcan. Winner gets... Uh, Briazango in a tag team title shot. Uh, probably no surprise that Fish and Strong got the win there. Uh, Balor has, uh, they uh, gave an uh, update on Finn Balor. He has a broken jaw in two places, had surgery, saw some photos. Oh, the screws that were in his, whoa, in the jaw. That was just freaky looking. Uh, so um, Regal said uh, they'll wait a few weeks to see how Balor, Balor recovers before making a decision on the title. So I find it kind of interesting they're not going to strip Balor uh, outright, so they may, may have hope that uh, he, he comes back soon. Uh, a guy that's been uh, impressing on 205 Live, uh, Ashanti the Adonis. Of course, he helped out uh, Swerve. Uh, against Leg- uh, Legado uh, last week, I think it was, or, or two weeks ago. And uh, so he took on Jake Atlas. Uh, quick match. Jake Atlas got the win. After the match, Yo- uh, Joaquin Wild and Raul Mendoza came and attacked Adonis. Uh, Atlas helps him out and makes a save. Santos Escobar then comes out, but then Swerve Scott brings in some chairs and evens up the odds. I think we had a six-man tag brewing there. Uh, Johnny Gargano, Austin Theory, they had a damn good match. Uh, somebody that's a few, uh, definitely a future star in the business with someone that's like one of the best wrestlers today in Johnny Gargano. So uh, they definitely meshed well, and it was a tremendous match. Damn, damn near went about 15 minutes uh, with Austin Theory. Really impressing there. Uh, Candice LeRae takes on Shotzi Blackheart. Another good match. Uh the women here uh, uh, had a tremendous 16-minute match with the uh, the winner going to take on Io Shirai at Halloween Havoc. Thought maybe Shotzi would get the win with uh, with her being host of Halloween Havoc, but I guess since she's host, she's going to be busy. I think this completely sets up now because uh, later on you'll find out Gargano's taking on Damian Priest for the North American title. I think this completely sets up the husband and wife becoming champion because um, I thought it was going to happen at TakeOver 31. I think it's clearly going to happen now at uh, at Halloween Havoc. Of course, interesting note for the end of LeRae and Shotzi was uh, Indy Hartwell showing up with some brass knucks to help uh, LeRae knock out Blackheart uh, as the uh, 
the help by Indy Hartwell continues, uh, which is uh, interesting to say, to say the least. Uh, I thought it was hilarious how uh, uh, Johnny Gargano called her uh, like she never win, never won anything. And then, then uh, he finds out that she bought him a TV and she was like, oh, the best person ever. <laughs> Gargano's great. I fully expect Indy Hartwell to help uh, Larray win the title on uh, at Halloween Havoc. Drake Maverick and Killian Dane backstage, and uh, Drake's pitching some new ideas for designs for the team, the Fury and the Furry. Okay. <laughs> That's a weird couple that's probably going to win the tag titles eventually. Robert Stone cutting a promo with Aaliyah and uh, Tony Storm makes her entrance to return to NXT and uh, quick win for Tony Storm. Good to see her back in NXT for sure. Uh, Killian Dane, Drake Maverick took on Imperium. Uh, Imperium got the win and uh, afterwards started beating up Drake Maverick and uh, Dane made the save and says only he gets to beat up Drake Maverick. And uh, then they hit that 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 glorious music with the whistling, and uh... <laughs> it's funny. It's funny. It's 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 such good shit. Yeah. Uh, main event was uh, Damian Priest, Dexter Loomis for the NXT North American Championship. Uh, pretty solid match there with these two guys. Uh, Cameron Grimes hit a cave in late in the match on Priest while the or on uh, on uh, Loomis while the ref was not watching, and that allowed Priest to hit South of Heaven to get the win and retain the title. Um, Grimes taunting Loomis after the match. Priest comes in and hits the reckoning on Grimes, but then Johnny Gargano shows up and hits a chair shot on Damian Priest. William Regal then takes the stage and says that Gargano and his wife, Candice LeRae, are going to be at Halloween Havoc. And uh, said the stakes will be higher. And they show Shotzi Blackheart coming out of a smoking cauldron as she unveils Spin the Wheel, Make a Deal. Uh, It was a a, a WCW thing. And uh, so basically spin the wheel to see what stipulation will be on those two title matches. So pretty cool ending there to NXT. The season premiere of uh, of SmackDown is uh, here. Of course, uh, dust settling after the draft. Uh, they uh, SmackDown sticking with the ACDC Are You Ready song for their theme. Raw did change up their theme. We'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, Triple H and Stephanie McMahon are uh, in the ring talking about the new season of WWE. And um, then uh, I think I think all the wrestlers were up on stage while they were talking as well. And they just mentioned all the new people and all that fun stuff. And um, then a big brawl. That kind of started out the uh, the open and um in the ring uh towards the end of that brawl in the ring um uh there were uh some people standing tall in the ring and then Lars Sullivan made his entrance and just cleaned house again 
Uh, that led to uh, the advertised match between Jeff Hardy and Lars Sullivan. Uh, only went about four minutes, dominating win for Sullivan. Of course, they're going to be pushing him pretty hard right now. Um, as uh, he basically squashed Jeff Hardy. Um, they uh, did another uh, vignette for Bianca Belair. Of course, now she's moving to SmackDown. Graves says that uh, predicts that she'll be SmackDown Women's Champion by this time next year. I, I think it's safe to say that. That's definitely true. Uh, New Day cut a promo. Of course, this is their farewell before being split up with uh, Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston moving to Monday Night Raw. Big E staying on SmackDown. Um, they told some stories, got a little emotional, did one last New Day Rocks chant. You know, good stuff, you know. Sad to see those guys break up. I, I highly expect, um, I can't remember if I said this on, on the show last week or not, but by hook or by crook, I fully expect uh, once crowds come back or once they get crowds back in the arenas, they'll figure some way, either by trade or something, that uh, uh, the New Day will be back together again. I think they're broken up for a shock factor. And they can, you know, it's very, it was a very unpopular decision. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't think anybody really liked it, but I, I think once the, uh, once the crowds come back, I fully expect uh new day to be back together again. I think this is a very short term thing, uh, splitting up the new day. Of course, obviously everybody and their dog saying this is to, to push biggie in a new direction to become maybe universal champion. Um, I, I wouldn't think the end, I don't, I wouldn't think it'd be intercontinental. So I think, I think Biggie's been there before, you know, I, I think this has to be, this has to be a major push for the universal title is my guess. I don't know if it's a real rumble thing into WrestleMania. Um, now that obviously we, we, we all thought it was a, a fiend and reigns leading into WrestleMania and they teased it for sure. And, uh, and now those plans are off cause they're on different brands. So maybe it's biggie and reigns at WrestleMania. Some people talk about the rock. I don't know if the rock would be able to do this WrestleMania with his, his schedule, but, um, maybe they're, maybe they're going to biggie and, and, and reigns at WrestleMania. I think it'd be uh, very entertaining. So, uh, the new day had their farewell match on SmackDown against Sheamus Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura. I kind of, I kind of marked out when, uh, you know, I kind of mark out when, uh, when Woods and Cesaro battle because I watch up, up, down, down all the time and the party. Speaking of which, I got to watch a new episode of you, a new episode of Uno today. Hey, hey, Breeze, what color do you want? New episode every Wednesday for Uno. So, um, probably check that out once I get done recording here. Of course, you ain't going to have a farewell match with a New Day not lose, not winning. So, uh, of course, New Day won, but a very entertaining match, very good match there. Pretty lengthy, went about 15 minutes. Um, so, a uh, good moment. So, we're going to miss those guys together, but like I said, I think it's a very short-term type of thing. Uh, Otis was interviewed by Kayla Braxton 
and uh, Sami Zayn showed up, talked some trash about Mandy and losing his tag partner going to Raw, and um, also mentioned how Otis is being sued by The Miz, and that pissed off Otis, and he pushed Sami on his ass. Um, Daniel Bryan, first time uh, returning in a, a few months, debut in the Thunderdome. Um, he talks about uh, how uh, he's excited to uh, get in the ring with some of these uh, competitors like uh, Apollo Crews, Kevin Owens, Aleister Black. Talks about uh, great talents coming over in Bianca Belair and the Riot Squad and uh, puts them all over. And then Seth Rollins comes out. And this is going to be a hell of a feud. Of course, uh, Brian did not mention Seth Rollins, so that pissed off Seth Rollins. And uh, Rollins tried to get Brian to join the greater good, and uh, he did not want any of that. And uh, it was a great back and forth between those guys uh, that led to uh, um, you know that led to uh, Brian getting some yes kicks in and, and Rollins bailing. Then Rey Mysterio comes out with Dominic and Rollins goes into the ring and tries to convince Brian to fight with him against the Mysterios and Brian left the ring. Murphy comes down what you think is going to be to make the save for Rollins, but instead he attacks Seth Rollins. Try to extend a handshake for, uh, with Dominic and Ray, but they refused. So I think Murphy trying everything in his power to impress the Mysterios while he is clearly impressing Aaliyah. So. Uh, Street Profits took on Rudin Ziggler. This was for the SmackDown Tag Team title match, but uh, everybody was... Uh, Rudin Ziggler kept attacking Ford, ignoring the referee's instructions. So Jessica Carr called for the DQ finish. So uh, they, uh, they went with the DQ finish, and uh, so obviously this feud will continue on as time goes on. Don't know this to be Hell in a Cell, maybe kickoff show. I don't know. Like I said, uh, to my knowledge, uh, at least according to Wikipedia right now, only four announced matches for Hell in a Cell. WWE likes doing that. I don't know why. Uh, contract signing between Bailey and Sasha Banks ended up with Bailey not signing the contract. Uh, so I, I don't know what that's going to lead to, but obviously they will still have their match at Hell in a Cell, I'd assume. Bailey probably going to sign it that night. It will go on from there. And then we got the uh, the main event uh, for the Universal title, Roman Reigns against Braun Strowman. Always weird doing these, and they're always teasing. Well, what if uh, Strowman wins and SmackDown has no world titles? And, yeah, We all know Roman Reigns is going to win. Thing was, we did not realize Roman Reigns was going to choke out Braun Strowman. That was an interesting finish to the match uh that he won by so that 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 Strowman taps out or got choked out by Roman Reigns but uh pretty cool and then uh at the end uh, uh he uh at the end uh Roman Reigns grabbing a chair Jey Uso comes out and uh Reigns had another spear on Strowman Told Jay to come down to the ring. Heyman handed a Reigns a steel chair. 
told Jay, this is how you eat. If you're not at the top, you don't eat. And um, says if Reigns can do this to Strowman, imagine what he can do to Jay. Reigns just destroys Strowman with some chair shots. And um, more uh, more good stuff from uh, Roman Reigns and Jay Uso. This has been probably one of the best feuds in the WWE uh, this year. Um, Jay punched Reigns and then hit Roman with a super kick and then hits Reigns twice in the back with a steel chair before everybody breaks it up. So very, uh, very explosive finish to, uh, to SmackDown. Uh, clearly the better of the two shows and, and uh, one of the best feuds going on, probably the best feud going on this year in the WWE is, uh, is those guys. So it was a great finish there. The season premiere of Monday Night Raw. We uh, kick things off with The Fiend and Alexa Bliss. They are soon interrupted by Retribution. And it was kind of interesting, the five members of Retribution circling Bliss and The Fiend and, and, and Bliss and The Fiend did not move an inch. Ollie tells the guys to attack, but then the lights go out. The Fiend and Bliss disappear. Hurt Business shows up, though, and uh, that kicks off the eight-man tag match with uh, Hurt Business and Retribution. And uh, I was kind of surprised that uh, uh, T-Bar gets tap taps out to the full Nelson lock of Lashley. Um, so it's kind of interesting that Retribution loses their match uh, and then gets destroyed by the Fiend by himself afterwards. I still think it was a good night for Retribution, though. A lot of people probably don't see it that way because of the results in the ring. But um, I think Ollie's promo... And uh, they tied the, they finally tied the loose end that he was the hacker. And I wonder if they use the hacker thing going forward. I really hope they do uh, to make things interesting. I, I, I thought it was a good night for retribution overall, even though in the ring, it didn't look that way. I, I think it was a still a positive step forward for a group that I've been completely shitting on ever since it started just for the lack of creativity in, in everything they've been doing. Um. So while most may not agree with me on that, I still think it was a very positive, uh, a positive day for, for retribution. AJ Styles comes out and uh, he's got big Jordan with him. Seven foot six was the bouncer raw underground. Uh, he was also the big ninja before that with Tazawa and uh, man, that guy's huge uh, compared to AJ Styles, especially. And uh, it's kind of funny. AJ cuts a promo, doesn't mention a single thing about the big guy, but you know he's there. Matt Riddle comes out. Have we uh, get a match between AJ Styles and Riddle? Referee asking Big Jordan to leave, and he wouldn't do it at first. And uh, Ref had uh, had to start the five count to disqualify AJ. Otherwise, and finally, AJ told him to get out of the ring. Um. So we got AJ and and uh, and uh, and uh, Matt Riddle, very solid match. Uh, of course, the presence of the big man uh, distracted Riddle a couple of times, which led to Styles hitting the Styles Clash, getting the win. I always like it when Styles gets the win with the Styles Clash. Classic AJ Styles right there. I think with the big guy, they're clearly uh, uh, going to push AJ Styles on Raw uh, going forward. That's not going to be a surprise there. Uh, 
Drew McIntyre, great promo as usual as they consider or as they continue to head towards Hell in a Cell. Um, <laughs> to nobody's surprise, Raw Women's Championship, Asuka against Lana lasted two minutes. Uh, Lana did look good on some offense there. I'll give her that. But uh, to all those who were like, oh, she's not getting buried. She's got a title match. You know, the fact that she's been put through a table for the past month by Nia Jax. And I think we said it on the show last week. Just wait till this match, this championship match. And sure enough, two minutes is all it lasted. And then Shayna Baszler and, and, and Nia Jax come out and Lana gets put through a table again. It's like, it ain't no coincidence that this started when Mero made his uh, debut on AEW. Just saying. Just saying. Uh, we had ourselves a uh, a four-way tag match with the champions, Mandy Rose, Dana Brooke, Peyton Royce, and Lacey Evans, which was another ridiculous thing. You break up the Iconics to focus on a solo career for Peyton Royce, then you put her in a tag match with Lacey Evans. Okay. And the Riot Squad were also in that, and the champions uh, got the win there. So, really, nobody's standing out to uh, uh, to challenge the tag team champions in this match as the champions got the win. So, uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens going forward with the tag titles. This is just tag team wrestling as a whole is not – it has its ups and downs in the WWE – Vince shits on it a lot more often than not. And it's kind of, that's kind of the case in, on just all over the board on tag teams right now. The Elias concert with a backing band uh, playing a few songs off his upcoming legit album that's coming out on Monday on Spotify. Um, pretty good segment there. Um, he comes back for the encore and the uh, stain chan starts shredding on the guitar it was none other than Jeff Hardy who took a swing at Elias and missed, luckily for Elias, and they started a brawl on the floor. Uh, of course, Jeff Hardy's got his own band, and so he knows how to shred on that guitar. Um, so that was pretty cool. Uh, a pretty cool, uh, Overall, good. Uh, I thought Elias did good with the songs, and, um, and the concert was entertaining, and, of course, Jeff Hardy intervening was a lot of fun as well. Uh, Miz and Morrison were uh, were talking. Tucker uh, shows up and they they make fun of Otis and how they're ruining Otis's life. And uh, Tucker's pissed off and uh, they say go find a tag partner. Laughing because well Otis is on SmackDown and Tucker says he'll go find himself one. Uh, programming note: uh, fa, uh, SmackDown. Uh, this Friday uh, will be on FS1 on your cable system because, of course, the World Series is on Fox. So um, so SmackDown moves to FS1 for this week. Just a, a friendly reminder to everybody. Uh, backstage, Elias talking to Charlie Caruso, challenging Jeff to a match at Hell in a Cell. Um. Kofi and Xavier from the New Day cutting a promo about how now they're split up. Sheamus comes out to uh, laugh at their sorrow and leads off to uh, some great some great barbs shot towards Sheamus as well by the New Day. 
Um, and uh, leads to a very good match between Kofi Kingston and Sheamus. Uh, really love that match. Kofi Kingston getting the win with Trouble in Paradise. Very entertaining match. They had Big E on the, uh, the video screens with the crowd. I thought that was a nice touch. That was weird how they just put these random WWE legends throughout the season premiere of Raw and SmackDown this week. I thought it was weird that they put, um, you know, like Jeff Jarrett, uh, Mark Henry, Ric Flair, just randomly. It was cool when they had uh, uh, Brie Bella and, Bell- and Birdie in there when Daniel Bryan showed up on SmackDown, and I thought it was real cool having uh, Big E there. And I think it's going to be a common thing. Uh, the big, you know, Woods kept when, 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 uh, when Kofi was getting beat up in the match, Woods would continuously pick out, there's Big E rooting for you, you know, and kept getting him, pushing him through. And I think that, I think they'll continue to use Big E on the video screens for New Day. At least I hope so, because I think that was a good idea to do that. Um, Mustafa Ali, again, I said, cut a tremendous promo, uh, for Retribution, um, revealing himself as the hacker. Very good promo. Uh, um, I, I I think ever since they announced Mustafa as the leader of Retribution, it's been trending up. The group has, at least in my book, but it was a very low bar. So we'll go that way. Uh, the Hurt Business are in their suits. Titus O'Neil shows up and says uh, he would make a good addition to the Hurt Business. They think about it for literally a second. And uh, and, they, and uh, MVP says that we are in and uh, we're in business. And uh, Titus O'Neil thought it was meaning he was in and, uh mvp says uh, no we're in the we're in the hurt business and they beat up on titus o'neill so uh we'll see where that goes uh mrs morrison out comes tucker with el grande gordo and if you don't know what that means in spanish it means the big fat and you know vince is just laughing right now Shut up! it's such good shit <sighs> You know, if it was anybody else other than Otis, I think this would be terrible, but Otis makes it good, so we're going to go with it. it it's pretty funny because Otis is just a, a, a great character. And uh, so Tucker and Grand Gordo get the win. <laughs> uh, or El Grande Gordo. No, it's not a Taco Bell item. It, it was a wrestler. Uh, it was Otis in, in a luchador mask and cape. <laughs> uh firefly funhouse uh pretty cool as usual and it, it, in the end the debut of alexa bliss in the firehouse that was pretty cool she said we're just getting started bye so i, I love I'm, I'm gonna love to see both sides of bliss like the good side of her in the fun in the funhouse and then the evil side with the fiend uh i think those are i think that's gonna be pretty pretty fun and, and something to look forward to uh, Braun Strowman, Keith Lee, this was advertised. Of course, they had the big brawl uh, all over the uh, uh, ringside arena a couple weeks ago. And uh, this match only went about four minutes thanks to Braun Strowman with a low blow getting the win. And uh, at the end of the match, Keith Lee got pissed off and, and hit uh, hit Strowman in the dick and uh, was really fired up. I, li- I liked the fire that Keith Lee had at the end of that match. Um, obviously they're not done with that feud because of the low blow. And then of course Lee's attack to uh, the dick as well after the match. So, and then we had Randy Orton's message from hell, uh, cutting a promo while the hell and cell ring, a hell and cell cage was lowered. And, um, 
he cuts a, a damn good promo as as he has been doing for many years now and uh talks about uh everything that's been going on in, in the lengthy feud between him and Drew McIntyre. McIntyre shows up um and uh Orton dared him to come in cuz well Orton locked the cell door. But a little did Orton know that that McIntyre stored some bolt cutters and he gets into the hell in a cell uh cage and then that's the end of the show. I'm still trying to think if that was a good ending because we don't know what happened later or if it was just a terrible ending because they cut it off there and we didn't see the brawl. I I don't know. Wasn't It was weird. I'm not going to completely shit on it because I think it was a good cliffhanger. It was just weird. I'm sure we'll see on Hell in a Cell on, on Sunday. I'm sure we'll see... Uh, officials coming in and breaking it up literally right away or something like that. So don't be surprised. Uh, let's head to some headlines here before we get to our hell in a cell and bound for glory predictions. Uh, w always like to talk about some trademarks, WWE filing some more, including Saturday morning slam, which is a series aimed at children on the uh, CW network. And so this also might be an addition to the WWE network as well. And uh, a bunch of NXT UK trademarks is uh, Isla Dawn, Ilya Dragunov, Skull King, Jack Stars, and Flash Morgan Webster also were trademarked by the WWE. Uh, Andrade posts on Twitter teasing a return to NXT. Hmm. I did not see that coming, but uh, that would be interesting. Uh, for the former NXT champion. WWE announces a new beer partnership, including a launch of an official beer of SummerSlam. Uh, WWE and Constellation Brands Beer Division announced a multi-platform partnership with uh, Constellation's Victoria Beer as the official beer of SummerSlam. Um, I've never heard of that beer but uh, they also are Constellation is also the brand for Corona and Modella Modelo, but uh, okay. Um, AEW's uh, action figure series two line has been revealed and uh, on Twitter and uh, some of the wrestlers you'll see uh, on the series two action figure line, Penta L uh, Penta, L0M, Ray Phoenix, MJF, Dustin Rhodes, and Hangman Adam Page. Congratulations to John Cena. He marries his uh, longtime girlfriend, Shay. They got married in Florida on the 12th of October. Um, they've been together since March of 2019. And so happy marriage to John Cena. The man that, if you watched Total uh, Divas, never thought was going to get married. <laughs> In a uh, announcement that probably excites no one, Sam Roberts is getting a weekly WWE Network series, and uh, it's going to be debuting on Thursday mornings. Um, not Sam Wrestling comes to the WWE Network. Um, 
brand new show, not a video version of his podcast. He is the producer and every Thursday morning on the network. So eh, something I will not watch. <laughs> uh, thanks to no presidential debates going, uh, going up against uh, AEW and NXT saw increases. NXT only increased to 651,000. Uh, which was an increase of only about 12,000 from the previous week, while AEW did rise about 70,000 viewers to 826. And in that popular 18 to 49 demo, AEW 0.3 to 0.17 for NXT. Friday Night SmackDown slipped a little bit uh, down below 2 million for the first time since the 18th of September. They uh, lost about 100,000 viewers going to 1.987. And the season premiere of Monday Night Raw also saw a dip down to 1.77 million, down from 1.855 the week before. The There will be a new documentary on the Brothers of Destruction, Undertaker and Kane. It's going to be coming to the WWE Network. The film is actually debuting at the Austin Film Festival and will debut on the network on November 15th as a part of 30 Days of the Dead Man month-long celebration on The Undertaker. Of course, very storied history of the Brothers of Destruction, and of course, the WWE documentary team always does a tremendous job, so that will be a great watch, I am certain. The first 10 competitors... Uh, have been announced for the Call Your Shot uh, gauntlet match at Bound for Glory. And they are Heath, Rhino, Hernandez, AC Romero, Larry D, Tanil Dashwood, Taya Valkyrie, Brian Myers, Tommy Dreamer, and Havoc. So a lot of women mixing it up with the men in that gauntlet match. Uh, the rest of the uh, participants are going to be announced on the 24th, which is actually the day of. So there might be a surprise or two in there. We'll see what happens. And uh, there is going to be a a new pod on the WWE podcast network. um, The Swerve City podcast with Isaiah Swerve Scott. Uh, it's going to start joining. It's going to join the WWE Network on October 23rd, and uh, so it's actually going to be a video podcast type of deal, I believe. And uh, the first uh, guest will be none other than WWE Champion Drew McIntyre. So, so congrats to Swerve on that. Goldberg teasing the WWE return. I think we all know that it's coming eventually. Um, but he put on Instagram a photo of him staring down Roman Reigns while Braun Strowman looks on. And says, to say I have interest in tonight's Universal Championship match on SmackDown is an understatement. I'll be joining the Thunderdome tonight in the season premiere. Of course, you saw him uh, in the in the virtual crowd, that is. So, uh, I'm sure he's coming back soon. Uh, show that I grew up watching, WWE superstars in the early 90s, uh, 1993 episodes are going to come to the wwe network per wwe network news so that'll be pretty cool to see uh that that was kind of my i I didn't watch raw in the beginning i didn't i didn't start watching raw until college so 98 or so 
um, maybe 97. I might've been watching it uh, with a buddy of mine that I worked with uh, in my senior year of high school or maybe 97, 98, right around there, right as the attitude era kind of broke off um, is when I started watching the, uh, I started watching raw. Uh, Corey Graves podcast is also heading to the WWE network. So they're going to do video versions of that as well as they expand the podcast network into the WWE network. WWE files some more trademarks. Uh, one um, on a Jenny, Johnny St. Joseph Connors, Kenny Williams, Levi Muir and Dominic. So mostly again, NXT UK people for the most part. Uh, congrats to NXT UK star Dave Mastiff as he got married uh, as well th- recently this week. Uh, during the G1 Climax 30 finals, New Japan announced that Wrestle Kingdom 15 will take place on Monday, January 4th, 2021 and Tuesday, January 5th, 2021. So this will be the second year in a row that it's held over two days. And congrats to Kota Ibushi for winning the G1 Climax. Uh, This is the uh, second year in a row that he has won the G1 Climax, defeated Sonata in the finals. Another WWE Network series coming uh, coming up is going to uh, take, uh, it's going to be Lillian Garcia chasing glory. Of course, that's been a podcast of hers for some time now. That is now going to be heading on to the WWE Network. Um, also, uh, another <laughs> new network series coming. All sorts of new network series is coming out here. Uh, Drew McIntyre is going to have uh, something called Drew and A with the WWE champion, Drew McIntyre. So it's basically Q and a, but it's going to be drew and a, and it's going to be a, uh, looks like it's going to be something there on the WWE network. So the uh, first episodes of drew and a will be uh, including uh, McIntyre's father and uh, renowned paranormal investigator, Jason Hawes. Dark Side of the Ring has officially been renewed for a third season. We talked about it last week, but it is now official that Vice TV is renewing it, according to The Wrap. Uh, obviously, it's been a, a, a ratings juggernaut for the uh, small cable network, and it's going to be expanded to 14 episodes in 2021 for the third season. Uh, there will be uh, subjects such as Brian Pillman, the WCW New Japan event North Korea, and Grizzly Smith are mentioned for uh, season three. Jake Hager will return to Bellator at Bellator 250 on Thursday, October 29th. And so uh, this will be his uh, fourth battle for Bellator facing Brandon Carlton. And currently Hager own, owns an undefeated 2-0 record. And Carlton is also 2-0. Controversial NBA referee Tim Donahue, of course, was... Uh, in a betting scandal in 2008, went to prison and, uh, and uh, sports illustrated has reported that he will be appearing at the MLW tapings. And, 
He's going to be the personal referee for Richard Holiday, and I'm guessing probably to rig the matches. And uh, some more WWE Network news as they have released the best of Hell in a Cell. Um, You'll see a a big group of matches going all the way back to 2009 when John Cena took on Randy Orton for the WWE Championship, Undertaker against Kane in 2010, uh, all the way up to Braun Strowman, Roman Reigns with Mick Foley as a special guest referee in 2018. It was announced uh, today, October 21st, Deanna Prazo signs a long-term deal with Impact Wrestling. Uh, it was announced during a media event this afternoon. And finally, uh, there was some exclusive WWE series on the network app Quibi, which is only available on, uh, on uh, mobile devices. Uh, basically what they call bite-sized 10-minute episodes or something like that uh, for people on the go. Unfortunately, with the pandemic, there weren't many people on the go, plus the content kind of sucked. So uh, after only six months and a lot of money, like billion, a couple billion, I think, that was spent to develop this, after six months going live, half of which was a free subscription, Quibi is shut down. And uh, so that is uh, interesting but not surprising. All right. Like I said, two pay-per-views this weekend bound for glory on Saturday for impact wrestling and hell in a cell for WWE on Sunday. Uh, we're going to start with hell in a cell. Cause there's only four matches announced for this. Uh, Jeff Hardy against Elias in a singles match after Jeff Hardy got beat in four minutes to Lars Sullivan and Elias has just returned. I fully expect Elias to beat Jeff Hardy in this match. Hell in a Cell match for the Women's SmackDown Championship, Bailey Sasha Banks. We've been saying this on the podcast for months. I highly expect Bailey to uh, get beat and uh, her lengthy title reign come to an end at the hands of Sasha Banks. Uh, WWE Championship on the line inside Hell in a Cell, Drew McIntyre against Randy Orton. Uh, I think I've said it all along. I think Randy Orton's going to win this match. Uh, Very interesting. I think Mark Cho told me this. He he, he said, well, maybe, maybe uh, this is how uh, Otis gets reunited with Tucker and Mandy. Maybe Otis cashes in on Randy Orton after Randy wins the title inside hell in a cell. I think to myself, that's a good prediction. Maybe a spoiler. Uh, I fully expected Randy Orton to win this match. Anyways. Uh, I, I like Mark Cho's idea of, uh, of having Otis cash in here. Perfect way. Perfect way to, to get him uh, on Raw. And uh, I quit match inside of a Hell in a Cell between Roman Reigns and Jey Uso. It's going to be a tremendous match, but uh, obviously uh, Roman Reigns is not letting go of that title. But props to Jey Uso for being in the main event for two straight pay-per-views and doing a hell of a job So uh, as well. So, But, yeah, Roman's holding that title until WrestleMania. Let's move to Bound for Glory. Obviously, it's been interesting that uh, that uh, you know with with the uh, the arrival of the Good Brothers, Kurt Hawkins and uh, and Heath. You know, it, it's it's definitely got us interested in the product, and the product's actually been pretty damn good. 
And so, uh, uh, you know, we've been covering him again for the last few months. And so, and uh, I've enjoyed watching Impact Wrestling again. So very, very looking forward to Bound for Glory. It, It probably has a good chance of being better than Hel- Helena Sal this week. So uh, don't sleep on Bound for Glory at all, man. Seven matches are currently announced on the card. Uh, the Call Your Shot Gauntlet match, we got, uh, like I said just a minute ago, the first 10 competitors have been announced for that match. Um, um, there might be a surprise or two in there. Uh, not too sure. Fully expect Heath to win this. Be interesting if they continue the storyline and neither Heath or Rhino win, but I, I fully expect Heath to win this. I, I think they're going in that direction, but um, we'll see. Like I said, I don't know who else is in this match, so it's kind of hard to predict otherwise. So it's more of a prediction of is Heath or Rhino going to win or not. I'm going to go with Heath winning. I, I, I said it on the podcast this week. They may drag it out and then they keep trying to fight and sneak in and try to get a contract, you know, but I think at this point I'm going to go with Heath. Uh, Eddie Edwards against Ken Shamrock in a, a grudge match. I definitely see Eddie Edwards getting the win there. EC3 against Moose in an undisclosed location. Uh, I, I would, uh, EC3 is going to ring of honor. So I would not be surprised. Moose goes over here and kind of puts that demon that that's been haunting him for the past few months behind him. So I fully expect Moose to get the win here. Six-way intergender scramble for the X Division Championship. This will probably be the show stealer of the night. Your champion, Rohit Raju, defends against Chris Bay, Jordan Grace, TJP, Trey Miguel, and Willie Mack. And my prediction is that Jordan Grace is going to make history and become the first female, not the first knockout to win the X Division Championship. So uh, I'm going to go with Jordan Grace in this one. This is going to be a hell of a match, though. Fatal four-way for the Impact World Tag Team Championships. The champions, the Motor City Machine Guns, take on the Good Brothers, the North, and Ace Austin and Madman Fulton. I think this is clearly uh, the way to get the titles on the Good Brothers. Um, they, were, they weren't brought in to lose. Um, so I think the Good Brothers are going to come away. I mean, shit, they just had a, a, a Talk and Shop special on Access TV right after Impact Wrestling. And, of course, Talk and Shop, a mania, too is coming your way on pay-per-view in less than a month. So uh, I fully expect the Good Brothers to win this one. Impact Knockouts Championship, Deanna Perrazzo, Kylie Ray. This is going to be a great match, but uh, I, I I never really wavered off of Deanna Perrazzo winning this match. And now that she's signed a long-term deal, I think this fully cements the fact that she's going to uh, she's gonna be uh, the champion here coming out of that. But I think her and Kylie Ray are going to have a great match. And your main event for the Impact World Championship, Eric Young, Rich Swan. We've been uh, telling uh, it's been a great story, and uh, we we've been uh, all along uh, expecting Rich Swan to come out on top here and win the t- the world title. It's going to be a great moment, and it's going to happen. I'm I'm obviously predicting Rich Swan. So, uh, looking forward to uh, a couple of great shows. Hopefully, uh, this weekend for professional wrestling. And that's going to do it for this edition of Lost the Midcard. Again, I'd like to thank SpiderDuck.net for being our host, enabling us to be on iTunes, Spotify, any of your favorite podcasting apps. Just search for Lost in the Midcard. 
hit that subscribe button. That way you know every time a new episode comes your way, typically every Wednesday. And also we're on the YouTube and the links to all that are on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash lost in the midcard, as well as our Twitter at LITMC podcast. Uh, Matt will hopefully be back on the show next week. He was a little under the weather this week. He is on the Twitter at raw F showtime. I am on the Twitter at JB Huskers. And uh, until then enjoy yourself a good weekend of wrestling pay-per-views and we'll be back at you next week. Mm-hmm.